0: Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I'm obsessed with showing high achievers how to level up their performance without sacrifice. Together through real life experience and guest expert knowledge, we push aside the BS to take massive intentional action. By tuning in twice a week, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health you deserve while you are building your empire. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Business of Being Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Bryan, and Today's episode is going to be phenomenal. Um, I'm already saying that up front. I am super excited to be interviewing, um, Dom Vitali, and his background and his story is just something that I think we can all resonate with different parts in our life. Now, one of the things that I love with these interviews is, and I can't shout this literally enough, everybody, is that we got to learn from each other. And in order to do that, we also need to, Take a, like a bite of humble pie sometimes and realize like we don't know it all. And if we can learn from someone else and it saves us time, headache, money, whatever. we got to be all about it in that openness to do it. So that's why I'm having these interviews once a week with all of you guys. And so with that, I do want to introduce and welcome on today's guest, Dom Vitale. He is a professional and personal development coach. He's a professional wrestler, trainer and public speaker based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Dom focuses all of his training and coaching around the idea of helping others become the apex version of themselves. I know we're going to dive into that. Through group and one-on-one coaching, Dom has been able to transform lives of countless individuals and help them reach their highest potential. He also has the Knucklehead podcast. Love it. And he is the owner and operates the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center out in Mesa, Arizona. So he's got a few things on his list. And Dom, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Shelly. And I feel like I got a lot to live up to with your introduction. And you were saying, (laughs) I know this is going to be a phenomenal one. So, you know, no pressure on me, but I'll I'll do my best to deliver.
0: (laughs) We love to do that, right? Like, no pressure. Here's all your accolades and like perform at a really high level yeah so we're we're gonna have some fun today, and and uh, again, thank you for sharing your time with me and my audience. Really appreciate it. And Dom, why don't you give us a little bit of kind of your background and where you got to where you are right now?
1: Yeah. Um. So I started. I was a kid. I was always a big fan of pro wrestling. You know, like your Hulk Hogan and all that kind of stuff. And um, that was in the, you know through the the eighties and early nineties. Um, and it's just it's you know, I I was like the only one of my friends that really liked that stuff until we got to like our teen years and then pro wrestling shot to this like super level of popularity. And then all of a sudden everybody liked it. And I was all my friends and I'm like, where you guys been? Like, I've been telling you this the whole time, you know? So, you know, it was cool to have friends that finally like doing what I like to do or watch what I like to watch. And, you know, we'd set up mattresses in the backyard and put our own little wrestling matches on. Our parents would want to murder us for that.
0: Wish <laughs> you guys had mattresses. I mean, that was better yeah. than just the ground. Right. Well,
1: there was times we did use the ground. So <laughs> the concern was, it was an honest concern at times, you know, we were, we're knucklehead kids. We didn't know any better. We, you know, the, the safety aspect wasn't the top priority at that then. <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, all my friends grew out of it. And I just never did. I just, there was something about it that really drew me in. I don't know if it was the showmanship, the athleticism, maybe a combination of both, but, or maybe it was just a, a huge part of my life from the time I was three years old. You know, and I sat down and watched it with my dad. Um, and I just couldn't shake it. And I just remember watching it one day when I was, Maybe sixteen or seventeen. Like, I want to do that. I want to be that. I don't know how that works or how that would, would happen, but I want to do that. Um, and just as I was getting out of high school, you know the uh, the, the internet started to become a thing, and information was much more ava- easily available at that time. So I started looking for like different wrestling schools, and I had the idea of college in my mind and whether or not I did or didn't want to go. So I was looking for colleges that had a wrestling school by it, whether it was local or whether it was out of state. Um, And then by happenstance, there happened to be a wrestling school about, you know, 25 minute drive from my house. And I befriended somebody, you know, through all these different avenues and they finally agreed to train me. And that was like the coolest thing ever. And that was 22 years ago now. (laughs) So it's been a, it's been a long, tedious journey. Um, but yeah, eventually about four years ago, I transitioned more so into training wrestlers. So I had all the experience behind me. Um, then I opened my training center and and I still do wrestle here and there at times. Um, but now I'm mainly putting a focus on the training aspect.
0: And the fact that you lived it, like that's it, like you lived it. And that experience led you to where you are. I feel like that's what we have to do sometimes, right? You had that passion and you let it kind of guide you, never stop you.
1: Yeah, I had to let it guide me. And that's exactly what happened. Cause I never came into to to wrestling at 18 years old thinking, I'm gonna have my own wrestling school one day and I'm gonna teach the next generation. That was never even a fleeting thought. You know, I just kinda went out there and and, and followed this passion as best as I could. And there were, you know, there were times when, you know, you hit your 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 peaks for sure, but you hit your valleys, and then you kind of have that second guess like am I really as in love with this as I, I think I am, or as I say I am? And you kind of had that come to Jesus meeting with yourself a little bit. Um And I've been through, you know, a variety of different things over the years. The, the main one being, uh, you know, my battle with sobriety, which really kind of hindered my wrestling progress for a little while early, you know, pretty early on in my career. Um, And thankfully, you know, I was able to turn that around and things just really took off after that. When I, when I rededicated myself to myself, to 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 fix, you know, all the things that I had broken, to fix myself who was broken. And kind of in a weird way, switch addictions, you know, this addiction to alcohol that I had was now switched with this overly obsessive addiction to wrestling. But I I figured, hey, you know, it's a little bit more healthy than the other option, you know? Yeah,
0: we'll take that addiction, Dom. Like I, I yeah. think we'll for sure take that addiction. I love what you just said right there. I rededicated myself to myself. Now, I I'd love for you to share because you know, business of being healthy, right? And you know I'm a performance coach for high achieving women. As achievers, right? Regardless, male, female, as achievers, we're always like looking for more, more, more. And oftentimes like that means less, less, less of ourselves, right? Because we're focused on the business. We're focusing on the royal, on the wrestling career. We're focusing on all of this that like our health, mental and physical goes by the wayside. And tell me a little bit about like what happened in your life when you made that rededication to yourself.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's actually something I teach a lot to my personal development clients now. And we we can get into how the wrestling school transitioned into personal development somehow, some way. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's so interesting in that, you know, we oftentimes think we're being selfish when we're putting that focus on ourselves. And that's something I have to remind myself of. And a lot of my clients is that, Focusing on yourself to become the absolute best version of yourself is probably the least selfish thing you can do, especially if you have people around you that care about you. Because essentially what you're doing is you are repairing yourself to be a better husband, a better wife, a better brother, a better coach, a better student, whatever the case may be. And you're no good to anybody else if you're no good to yourself. So I I realized, you know, there was that very formidable time early on in my sobriety where I had to be a little bit selfish and, and but I had to change the way I I looked at it or heard that in my head um, and realized like, no, I'm not doing this to take away from anybody else. I'm doing this to be the best possible version of me to give myself to other people. And that's a big part of of sobriety too, is to be selfless and share your story with others and people, you know, things like that. And I, that's the kind of how I reasoned it, it, it to, to come forth was, okay, if, if I can repair myself, I can share my story with other people that may be struggling with some of the same stuff that I went through. So it, it made it a little bit easier for me to come to, to grasp with that and, and say, okay, I'm not being selfish. This is actually going to help not only myself, but some, at least somebody else somewhere else down the line.
0: It's I, I mean, like, I'm I'm. I don't, like, we're on zoom, guys. I know a lot of you are going to be on audio listening to this, but we'll have the video too. I'm literally like biting my tongue. I'm biting my cheek because I wanted to be like, yes! like the whole time <laughs> you're saying that because it, it is it is for sure, for sure thought of like, I'm selfish. I can't I can't go to the gym. I can't, you know, make a separate meal for myself, or I can't, you know, focus on me or hire the person to help me because that is taking away from my family. And it is the absolute opposite, Don' like just what you said, the more that you actually invest in yourself to make you better, everyone else comes along with you. You're yeah. a better mom. You're a better business owner. You're a better leader. You're better if you feel better about yourself. If you're completely depleted, if you're fighting an addiction, and and whatever that addiction is, right? Yours, alcohol. But there there are so many other addictions out there that you know may not be a drug or alcohol, but some that have those detrimental effects. And we have to take care of ourselves before we can even become that leader, become that that mentor to others. Yeah. So I think it's like almost twofold, right? Like you sharing your story, but then also like you are such a better you couldn't be having the wrestling school that you do now, if you didn't work on you.
1: No, absolutely not. You become this role model to these people that are close to you, whether you know it or not, or whether you want to take that role on or not, you know, and I always, you know, I always say. You know, the, there, there's like a hierarchy for me as far as like what's most important in my life. And number one is always for me is, is, is God, how I see God, whatever that, that is. And I, I'm not the most religious person, but I knew for me, there's something bigger than me out there that's kind of guided me through life because how fortunate I've been in my 41 years and, and the blessings that I have, I, I, it, it can only be explained by somebody looking over me. So that's kind of, I put that first always. And then secondly, I do put myself second because i want to be the best husband to my wife i want to be the best coach to my 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 wrestling students i want to be the best coach to my personal development clients and i realize that if i can put myself slightly above them I'm, I'm going to be much better off for them. Now, not to say that, you know, if my wife was in trouble, I wouldn't drop everything to go help her. Of course I would. Course. I would say, sorry, honey, you got to go to the gym right now, but I'll, I'll check <laughs> in at the hospital, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But So I, I, I hate for people to take that in the literal sense. Um, but it, it, you get that residual effect too. When it, it's, and I've noticed that most since I opened my wrestling school, because I get so much more buy-in. From our students, when I'm leading by example, so when I'm prioritizing my 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 fitness, when I'm prioritizing my structure, my my expectations of myself, they all tend to kind of follow suit, and they and, and they look up to me, and I and I'm proud that they look up to me, but I always try to keep that in mind because. I never want to ask them to do something I, I wouldn't do myself or not doing myself. And, you know, we put them through the physical ringer to do this sport that we call pro wrestling. And I know on, on the surface for the, for anyone that's not familiar, you know, it looks, it looks fun and, and, and it, and it is fun. It is entertaining, but it's very, very physically taxing on your body. And a lot of people don't see that side. So we have to put our students through a very difficult, rigorous physical routine on, on, on a weekly basis. And nothing I ask them to do, I haven't done myself probably 10,000 10, times over, over the past 20 plus years. So again, I think it just comes down to, to knowing that you are going to be that example, people are going to look up to you. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that you have to set these these little standards and say, I got to live up to this expectation. No, just do the best that you can for yourself, be the best version of you. And that's that a lot of time that's all you really need to do. And the rest of the pieces just kind of fall into place.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. I didn't know this conversation was going to go so well so quick, but uh, <laughs> I'm like so excited right now. And I, I really love to for you to share, Dom, if you would kind of more like because you kind of have two sides, right? Your personal development coaching and then the wrestling coaching. Um kind of tell us how those two differ and or you know, compare and and, and are similar and, you know, maybe some takeaways from one side to the other or back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I've always
1: been kind of into the, the personal development space as far as a consumer. I always try to figure out how I can do better, how I can be better, what am I missing. I know one of your biggest points is learning from as many people as you can and I I wholeheartedly believe in that because I've learned many things over the years from people I probably didn't care to learn them from but they were very helpful. Yep. Um so when we des- I decided to open the wrestling school with my business partner, you know, yeah, we wanted to create really phenomenal, well-rounded professional wrestling athletes. That was, that was the main priority, but him and I both have, you know, similar values. And we sat down and we thought this has got to be more than just wrestling. We want to create a place. We want to create better people overall. And I realized very early on when you challenge people physically and mentally to really dig deep inside of them, you, you create this, you know, extended version of themselves that maybe they never even knew existed. So we kind of fell ass backwards into it a little bit where we were training very hard to be, to be these phenomenal athletes. And I realized not too long after a lot of our athletes were leaning on me for stuff completely unrelated to pro wrestling. We're talking real life stuff, heavy stuff, you know, where, you know, one night, we got a call. One of our, 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 students was, was having some suicidal ideations and we couldn't find him. And No one knew where he was and everyone was concerned for his safety. So it's like 1030 at night on a Monday and I drop everything I can and go meet up with some guys to go looking for him, checking around the neighborhood where he lives. And I think it was at that moment I realized like, well, wait a second. Like this place means a lot more to these guys and girls than just taking body slams and running the ropes and, you know, and having wrestling matches. Um, and the more that it was at that time, I really started to listen more to what they were saying, noticing how much more often they were there when they didn't actually have to be there, and actually asking them how much it meant to them, what this place meant to them, and hearing their story just completely floored me. And that's when I wanted to add that extra element to say, okay, I can teach you how to be a great pro wrestler for sure. If not me, one of our other coaching staff for sure. But there's something that the other staff can't do, and I and that's I can bring the best out of you outside the ring as well. And I I, I didn't realize I had that gift until well into the the school being open, people sh- telling me what I did for them, but I didn't even know I was doing it for them,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: that floored me. I I I couldn't believe that. So at that point, that's when I was starting to say, okay. I'm willing to help not only these guys and girls here more outside the ring, but there's plenty of people out there that need the same help. that have no desire to be a pro wrestler. And I know I can help them too. And, and the most interesting piece to this all, Shelly is about six years ago, a friend of mine, he wrote, he wrote articles for a wrestling website and he wanted to, he, he was like, Hey, let's meet up for coffee. I'd love to interview you for the website. I said, okay, no problem. So I go meet up with him and, we answer the right the regular standard questions. And then he goes, you know, he has the question, where do you see yourself in five years? What's like the five-year goal? And at that time, you know, wrestling school wasn't even in the cards, wasn't even a thought. And I said, you know what? I'm not really sure, but I it's I I just have this vision of this this facility, this center that's just helping people become Like this, this excelled version of themselves helping them through their issues and just becoming this phenomenal human being. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know exactly what it is, but something like that. And then fast forward years later, that's essentially what we have. And I didn't even remember that until I ran into him about a year and a half ago. And he reminded me of that conversation. He goes, man, you like, you're doing it. He's like, you're doing exactly what you, you, you called your own shot. And I'm like, I didn't even realize that. And that gave me like, you know, chill bumps on my arms. And I was just like, that's when I knew I am in the right place doing the right thing. This is exactly where I need to be.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and just like what you had mentioned, what was first, right, is God right? And he has definitely been at work in you. And it just goes to show, I mean, literally, what obstacles, challenges, wins, you know, opportunities have come across your path. It is so cool to hear. Now, where do you see, like, let's ask that question now, like six years from now, Dom, like, where are you seeing the evolution of this go?
1: Yeah. So again, I didn't expect to be here six years ago. That's for sure. Didn't expect to be doing this particular, you know, avenue that I'm taking now. Um, And and I make this joke all the time because, you know, when, when, especially with my students, when you're around something for an extended period of time, 20 plus years, you can get jaded from it. You know, things things change. You know, I'm, I'm the old man now, you know, and I'm like, oh, you whippersnappers. It used to be better when I was, you know, 10 years ago was better back then. And that could or could not be true. Um, but I always joke around and say, I hate wrestling. And part of me does, <laughs> but I love it. You know, I can't get away from it. Um, and I'm reminded of that every week at my training center. So I don't see that going away anytime soon. Even if I wanted to walk away from it, I, I don't think I could because of how much it means to so many of those those guys and girls there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and again, I, I don't say that because I feel like that's the way like they verbalize this to me on a weekly basis. And it's very humbling. And yeah. it reminds me like it's it's bigger than me. So I, I don't foresee that going away. I think if anything, it's, it's a matter of scaling this thing even larger. Again, not even necessarily just the wrestling aspect, with more square footage in our building and maybe another ring in there and more students. Yeah, that would be amazing. But I think we have such a solid foundation of what we created as a team where I can really branch this out and connect the two worlds, like our our wrestling athletes and our normal everyday people that are seeking me out for different types of coaching and come together for the common cause, the common good to give back to our communities, to give back to each other, to lean on each other, to help one another and and, and just really create this epicenter of winners is what yeah. I really, really want to do. That's that's the long term vision for me.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think something that's become more and more apparent to me the more I coach is that that term winning, right? Like I think in like different areas of life, like that, that winning can look like kind of fitting into a box, right? But then as you kind of evolve and have more experiences, winning is so different to every single person. And it's like creating that space and that opportunity for winning to occur, right? And being able to have those people around you, whether it's you, Dom, or just the community of your wrestling school that i'm sure you walk in there i'm sure you feel like you can freaking take on the world because of what you've created within that space
1: yeah and and, and it goes for you know, like we have a, a coaching group right now which is a mix of some people that are in the wrestling space and some people that are not and you like you mentioned everyone's wins are different and we we always kick around ideas every week when we meet together virtually and we i always try to say what what good happened this week and someone's win is completely different or not really relevant to somebody else, but they're all, they're all there, cheering them on I me. Mean, like that is so awesome. And you know, we, it, winning doesn't just look like this and that's it. You know, you have small wins, you have huge wins, you have minor setbacks that are actually wins. If you really think about it, and I think that's the, the biggest key I think is just to be open-minded to accepting Good things happening to you. It's very hard for a lot of people to 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 be able to accept it, and it sounds you know crazy. Like who wouldn't want great things to happen to you? You'd be surprised, you know. So a lot of people try to avoid that because it's a lot, you know, to them it's a lot to live up to this expectation or this imposter syndrome. There's a variety of different things, but that's what I always tell people: say be willing to accept the good things that come to your life because you deserve them, you earn them, especially if you're doing what needs to be done to get there. You need to be willing to wholeheartedly accept that. And once you're able to do that, more and more will come to you. And it does get easier over time.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think a big part of that, like you had mentioned, is the foundation of the wrestling school and the space that you guys have is you have that that support group. I think that is so important that especially, you know, we're recording this on January 10th, New Year, Right. All this like new, 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 exciting, exciting, right? Let's go, let's go, and and we want to like reach for the stars, which I think we should. That being said, who are we doing it with? Who are we reaching the stars with? And that's going to either help boost you up or pull you back. And some of the hardest ones that pull you back, I gotta say, we just got through holidays, family, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. we survived the whole like we s- for size <laughs> the holidays. Thank you, Lord. Um, but like. Family is some of those. And so it's maybe even reevaluating those relationships that we have and seeking out relationships that we can build that want to support and help us Mm -hmm. grow, right? Yeah. That is such an important thing that you're doing is creating that space for it. I'm creating the space with the group coaching, the one-on-one and just the communities that I'm involved in because I have huge aspirations and not everybody is going to like that.
1: Yeah, it's intimidating to them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really, it scares the shit out of other people that don't have the same ambition as you do. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but...
0: It's okay, I'll cut you off another <laughs> time. It's totally cool. No, <laughs> is is because 2022, I mean, it kicked me in the teeth in so many great ways. And that's what I love hearing is like, I mean, it's, it's finding that space that we can grow in, finding the support that, is going to be there for the smallest wins or wins they don't really understand. Like they don't need yeah. to. They just need to be like, good job, Shelly, go, right? Or whoever yeah. you're with. And so like, I love that you have created that space. And it sounds like, I mean, the vision could be to just really grow that space, the winners.
1: Yeah, it's become a b- lot more clear lately. Um, and reason, reason, one of the main reasons for that is like, I always tell people, you know, you don't have to, to humor those that are not going to serve you. You know, if you know your family is the one that always brings you down, they don't need to know what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know why you're happy, why you're sad. You can keep them at arm's length and still care about them and their well-being. It's not that you're shutting the door completely on them. So what, I, what I've developed, and we, I call it my our tribe. We've, we've created our own tribe in the wrestling school, in our coaching community, and this is our tribe of people that we're we're protecting we're protecting our perimeter so to speak and these are the group of people that are like-minded that are working towards similar goals that want more from themselves and that allows each other or each of these individuals within these groups to lean on each other and to push each other to be actually better than they are and one of the, the practices that we've implemented into our, our wrestling school over the past couple of months is something that I stole from a um, a jujitsu school locally that I heard a friend of mine was attending. And he told me about this and I thought it was just phenomenal. And I'm like, let me give this a shot. Uh, so at the end of our, our week and every week, we, we, we operate Monday through Thursday as our training days. At the end of every Thursday class, we'll all sit around in a circle and I go around to everybody and I ask them what they're grateful for one thing. Chat, what are you grateful for? It could be anything. It doesn't need to be rough simulated. It could be literally anything. And we've been doing this for about a month now. And slowly but surely, everyone's kind of gotten a little bit more comfortable opening up, sharing things that... that A lot of them sharing things that they've been with us for a year plus. Somebody's, and we didn't know their story. We didn't know this about them. And then they share it with them and they're vulnerable, but they're vulnerable in a in a in a safe environment, you know they're not they're they're not they're not out there exposing themselves to someone that's going to take advantage of their their vulnerability, and it's just been crazy. Where in that they've been able to transform our our team dynamic, and you know, we've been our, my school's been open for it'll be four years this March, and this is the strongest our team has ever been. And I really chalk it up to that one specific exercise that really brought the glue was the glue to bring everything together. Um, and people look forward to Thursday nights now. After you know, I was before I everyone mean, was at first. You're like, you know, look looking sideways, like you go, no, you go, you know. And now <laughs> they're like, I'll go, I'll go, you know. <laughs> and that's that's super cool to, to 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 hear and feel. I usually, I usually go last. And I always have something in mind I want to tell you know be grateful for gratitude's huge with me anyway I'm always conscious of what I should be grateful for but by the time I get through you know fifteen to twenty people um that changes because they've said something somebody had said something that that hit me here that I, it, it brings even more out of me and I, and I always express that gratitude for them and and, I, and it reminds me like I can't go anywhere this this means too much to too many people. And we're creating awesome human beings. And and that's why we're here.
0: That's so awesome. And congratulations. And look at you, like, right? You learned one little thing from someone else at a jujitsu gym and that you pulled and implemented with your team and look at like the yield, the results that you're getting from it. It's just so phenomenal. And it's so neat, right? Being in the coaching space, like watching other people. Like watching other people like evolve and grow in whatever their way that they they are right. I think that's the coolest part is giving them space to grow, and and being like okay, like supportive right of it because so many it, we get shoved down right. If like oh you're tooting your horn too much, oh you're arrogant, oh you're this, but you're like hell no, that's freaking awesome, and having that gratitude behind it. I love this. I might, I might steal this, but I absolutely love it. it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I might. That's what it's all about. The art of stealing. Yeah. I love that. Now I want to shift gears a little bit, Dom, and I kind of want to go over to kind of the health side because obviously wrestling, you guys are athletes, right? You're also running a business. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how you incorporate your health habits. If you want to share those, your health habits daily while you're also running a business?
1: Yeah, it, it's difficult, you know, because I, when you're running a business, it's, it's not nine to five, you know, as much as you, you'd like to think it is, you know, it's essentially yeah, 24 right. seven, you know, <laughs> your
0: brain's going 24 seven, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, like, we, you know, our gym is literally open Monday through Thursday, from like five to 10. Those are not the hours. Let's, let's not get that (laughs) twisted, you know? Yeah. You know, so in addition to that, like we, we, we have an actual wrestling promotion. We put on events. We do charity events. We do all kinds of different stuff. Um, so it's very time consuming, not just, you know, the carrying out of all those things, but the thought process that goes into planning, you know, all these different nuances that you can think you can plan for, but something always happens unexpected and you have to address it. So you have that. On top of, you know, prioritizing, you know, for me, prioritizing my health and fitness. And, you know, over the years, my it's been up and down, you know, and I didn't start taking my, my fitness really serious until about six years ago or so, maybe five, six years ago. Um, I've always been in relatively decent shape. And I always like, I look back now and I'm like, maybe I missed my best opportunities in wrestling because I didn't put a better focus on my fitness because I was just kind of skating by, you know, and I don't want my students to make that same mistake. So I hold them to a higher standard and I, and I say, you know, you could be the greatest wrestler in the world, but if you look like the guy that mows my lawn, chances are the decision makers are going to look right past you. You're not even going to get a chance to see how great you are as a wrestler. However, if you walk into a room and turn heads, then you have people's attention. Then it's up to you to deliver from there. And I, and I tell people, our students, I don't expect you to be a bodybuilder and be Mr. Olympia. or not. That's not what I'm saying, but prioritize, look presentable, look like an athlete. And again, how can I ask that of them if I'm not willing to do that myself? So it is difficult and it's a, it's a matter of, you know, not so much motivation, but I, I'm more of the discipline type of guy. I, I, I hang my hat on that. It's doing the things that you you know you need to do, even if, particularly when you don't want to do them, when you don't feel like doing them, you actually do them. Um, so it's taken, it's 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 fluctuated throughout the years for me to figure out what works and how and when, and as our business evolves too. That priority as far as fitness goes has to adjust as well. So right now, you know, I have a pretty good I have a pretty good thing going on where you know I'm up and I learned this. This was inspired from my coaching group. One of the guys in the group was waking up at four o'clock in the morning every day to go work out. And he's like, it's just a really good feeling by the time I get out, I can watch the sun come up. And I was like, wow, that that's pretty cool. And I'm like, why can't I do that? And I'm like, well, I'm just a lazy son of a bitch. That's what it is. <laughs> and so I, you know, I post. I'm like, I'm doing that. I'm gonna start doing that, and I did, and it felt great. And it was something new, It was something fresh for me, you know, because you get caught up in your routines and totally things get old and stagnant, you know. So I started doing it and posting it in, the, in our in our group, saying this is awesome. Trickle down effect. Now we have other members from the group doing the same thing, and now it's like the 4 a.m. workout crew. We call ourselves. <laughs> We're checking in with each other, you know. So and like and to me, it's like historically. Saturday, Sunday comes around, sleep in as long as you want, figure out the gym later. And now, like, as long as I'm not out of town on the road doing something um, with wrestling or, or anything else, like, I'm a still I'm still getting up at four o'clock on a Saturday to go to the gym, you know? And I still got my whole day ahead of me. Um, so it's just those adju- adjustments, but you really have to to take the time to implement the discipline, train yourself to be disciplined. I think that's where a lot of people kind of, you know, fall off is they think people are born with the the the, the trait of being disciplined. It's not the case. It's a an, it's an it's an acquired skill over Absolutely. time with repetition. Um, so it's just a matter. I'm, I train myself in that every day. You know, and I'm not perfect. I slip up. You know, I'm not I'm not in the shape now that I wish I was in, but I know what I need to do to get there. And then I've been there before. And you know, when push comes to shove, whenever I am kind of falling short, I don't like to blame circumstances. I don't like to say, well, you know, this day was busy. Oh, something happened at the school. It's on me. It's my fault. I didn't get my workout in. I didn't follow my diet, whatever it is that it's on me and nobody else. Um, so just a matter of being conscious of those things throughout the day and, and remembering what's important, you know, getting to the gym to try to, to look the best so we can be a, you know, a presentable role model to our students and lead by example. I think that's what it comes down to most for me.
0: I mean there was so much gold there. I hope that, you know, all of our our listeners on on the episode right now, like there were so many different pieces to that. I'm going to pull out a few. One, the fluctuation. There's been different method, like different things that you've done in different periods of time when you were building a business or with the pro wrestler or whatever. The fact of the matter is is that it was still always a priority, right? So maybe sometimes it was extreme and like very prominent focus. Sometimes it was maybe third or fourth on your list, but it was still there. And you allowed for the flexibility to be there. I think that's something that when it comes to health, so many people think like it, it can only be this way. And and this is it or it's not good. And if I can't, like I get, if I can't work out 45 minutes, it's not a workout, I'm not going to work out. And I'm like, who said 45 minutes makes a workout good or bad? Like you're the you're the queen of the 20 minute workout. I'm That's a 20 your minute. <laughs> if you can be efficient in 20 minutes, do it in 20 yeah. minutes and move on, because we got stuff to do. I've learned that from you. Yeah, honestly, like I see you doing that, and I'm like, because I'm that I'm
1: that person. 40, I'm like, I need 45 minutes minimum. There you go. And, and, and but then I see you doing getting it in in 20 minutes, and I'm like, well, damn, Shelly can do it, and she knows what she's talking about. Like, why can't I? You
0: know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's like questioning those parameters that we've set. And it's like, who set these? And why am I believing this? right? And so I think having that fluctuation when you incorporate health back into your life as you're building your business, running your family, doing all the things is like recognize it's going to ebb and flow, but it needs to stay consistent. right? Some days I get to go to the gym for an hour. It's amazing. I love it. But some days it is 20 minutes and that's what I can do. So that's what I think is really important. The other thing that you mentioned, Dom, that I absolutely love, and I want our listeners to really resonate with this, is the feeling attached with the activity. So often we get like that, check the box, check the box, check the box. And sometimes when we're going through a rough patch, we just need to check the box. I get it right? We need to have that feeling of achievement. But if you really want to make sustainable, lasting results, you have to attach a feeling to it, right? Mm -hmm. So that feeling of the 4am workout, it started as a, well, why the heck? I can't do that. I could do that. He's doing that. I could do that, right? But he saw he attached the sunrise, which was like beauty and a feeling of beauty. And then the feeling of accomplishment, like I have my whole day, all those feelings attached to the activity are what creates change and longevity. And I love that you talked about that. I think it is so important that when we incorporate health, don't just freaking check the box. Do things that make you feel good or feel how you aspire to feel. Not just like... Because checking the box only lasts so long period. Yeah, I'm
1: so, I'm so happy you said that because I didn't even realize that was happening with me. In this instance, and I, but I wholeheartedly agree. Even coming into to today, you have to attach that that feeling, that emotion to, to the action. I think that's super helpful. But you just said that, and, I'm, and I would have to analyze that myself. For again, just using the four AM workout as an example, and I didn't realize there was a feeling attached to it until you said something just now. And for me, it's the fact that instead of working out at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, I'm working out at four o'clock in the morning. I start my day. Two hours sooner, and since I've been doing that, I've been far more productive, much easier, much earlier in my day, and that is such a gratifying feeling. That's the feeling right there, where I, I noon rolls around and I'm like, I just did a complete day's work essentially, and I'm, I'm clear till till to class tonight this is a pretty good feeling hmm and I didn't realize it so I thank you Shelly for pointing that out because I honestly did not realize that until you just mentioned it
0: Well see that's what I love about this it's like even just listening like I love just the listening and absorbing I mean I think like what you're doing and and what you're modeling right for you're the leader. Uh, of the the wrestling school. And the fact that you're modeling it, I think is so important. And just as leaders in our business, we have to model that, whatever that is, right? If it's turning in projects on time and complete, right? If it's making sure it's Lombardi time, right? We're there 15 minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. Like these little things stack up and whether it's for your business or in your house, like I can tell you with my two kids, like just certain things that I've kind of let slide a little bit for me. I What got me back is I was like, I am not being the right leader for my kids. Like I don't need to be perfect. I'm not perfect at all, (laughs) but there are certain things that I expect them to do. And if I wasn't doing it, like that's not cool. So like, it's we have to model and be that leader in in all aspects, and I really think that health is is so powerful with it. And I've got two athlete kids, so we we talk a lot about nutrition and sleep and like all the things. But they see me doing it, so when I ask them to do it, it's not like, well, why? You know, you don't yeah. get the why. They're like, oh no, I get it. I see what she's yeah. doing.
1: Strong. I, I really feel that strong leadership qualities are very much. Um, they attract those that that know that they need them. I, I guess that's the way of putting it. Where it's just when somebody sees those qualities in a true leader, it, it's kind of like the, it's envious. Like I want that. You know, there's certain, there's certain people. The real, the real winners. I call them the winners because there's people that are just wired different. I think where the, the overachievers like. I want this. I don't want to settle for down here. I want the top and again, kind of fell backwards into it, like I set this leadership standard for in my at my school and i i I can't it, to me you know everyone the the age range of the students is anything, anywhere from like nineteen and our oldest is forty eight so it's quite the gamut of different personalities, background socioeconomic back- all these different things. I can't manage 30 plus students that I don't have direct access to, you know, on a regular basis. It's not like they work for me where I can see them 40 hours a week and get a chance to know them and their nuances and their habits and stuff like that. It's almost impossible. But what happened on accident was three of my top performers, my top performing athletes took on this leadership role upon themselves. So like a sub-leader. So I'm they're 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 basically acting as my my proxy. A lot of times they have a better connection with their, their teammates because they're in the trenches with them. They're doing the same stuff. So they're a little bit different, different relationship. Um, But these, these three, you know, overachievers have also like the physical fitness aspect is a huge role in everything that they do. They look great. They prioritize their health. They're in the gym when they're supposed to be, but they also have lives outside of there and they, they know how to, I'm not a big fan of the word balance, but they, they get it. You know, they know, okay, this is my, my hobby. When I throw that in quotes, because they're looking to make it a profession. Um, This is my real life. My husband, wife, girlfriend, you know, home life. I got, I got to be present for each of these things. When I'm there, when I'm home, I'm present with them. When I'm at the, the training facility, I'm present there. And they're the ones that get it. So they've, they've, they've established these qualities that I didn't realize what they were kind of catching my fumes, so to speak, you know, and now I don't have to chase people down. I don't have to, you know, waste my time. And they've even said it, they go, Dom shouldn't have to waste his time babysitting you guys He goes, it shouldn't be at that point now, but they're the ones, if I need something that, you know where i could be spending my time more valuable elsewhere i'll say hey can you guys take care of this and it's done on it whatever you need and i know it's going to get done um and it's a really gratifying feeling knowing i have those type of people to rely on but i think even more so it's like wow they they bought into the message i was giving you know And, and that's that's a very humbling you know uh a very humbling experience to go through it's like wow they believe in me and what I'm doing here and I can't let them down. And just I think the best thing I can do is just kind of keep displaying those skills and hopefully teach them to become better leaders and take my place when it's time for me to ride off into the sunset.
0: Hey, that's a smart move. That's a smart, sm- smart, smart, move. But like ultimately they're only getting there because you're modeling it for them. You're living it right. Both sides on, on your physical health, uh, your mindset, and everything that you are working on, it is something for them to look at and and model.
1: Yeah, and it's I'm not the best with taking accepting compliments. <laughs> like that's one of my character flaws. Like it's always been very hard for me to to accept you know to take a compliment or I'll try to brush it off. I'm like yeah, it's you know, but it's this doesn't exist. It, it exists without me, but I don't think to to this certain degree. And I think. I bring something special to the table. My my co-owner brings something special to the table. My my student leader brings something special to the table. Um, but I think it's important for for all of us to remember that we're all a very important piece of the pie.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's always good when you know one thing you have to work on, Dom, and that's accepting compliments. So <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable for that yes. because you should accept them. You should,
1: right? <laughs> I can only accept compliments when they're from other people to my wife about me. Those are the easiest ones. To <laughs> she, was, um, she, she was telling me a story yesterday. She had this big meetup with all the people that she works with. Cause they, they work remotely mostly. And I had met them once before I went and showed up and said my hellos and, they were all together yesterday and she's like, everyone loves you. They think you're so charismatic and you're so nice and you're so polite. And I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> so it's like, it's like that I can accept. And then he's like, well, that's true. You know, but anyone else saying it, God forbid.
0: <laughs> uh, right to your face. Heaven forbid, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Now the challenge is, is that you have to model that for your team because you would yeah. want them to accept a compliment. So right back at you. That
1: is true. I'm always quick. I'm always quick to let them know. I'm like, this is very hard for me, but I accept it. So
0: it's so great. Well, hey, I want to there's a couple of things that I wanted to just hit on before we kind of close up. Time has flown by. This has been so great. Yeah. And one of the things that you talk about is focusing on the message and not necessarily the messenger. Yes. Could you share a little bit more on what that means for you and how you share that with your team?
1: Yes. Yes. So Shelly, you guys are getting the, 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 the good guy version of Dom today. (laughs) You know, I, I have a reputation in my field of being a little bit brash, uh, but I I look at it as a very honest, yes, I don't believe it or not. um, I've developed this, my uh, friends of, you know, we've, a very close group of wrestling friends of mine have always been trying to, to be top performers in what we do. Um, and we've garnered a lot of respect from people that have made much more money in wrestling over the years that are, you know, very well known in, in the history of what we do. So I, to me, that's success. When I can look to people that I grew up watching, that that have done this at the highest level, and they look at me and say, you know what you're doing, you're actually really good at this. To me, that's a huge victory. Um, so over the years, you know, we before the wrestling school had, was open or anything like that, I would always have younger wrestlers kind of seek me out for advice. Hey, can you watch my match and give me feedback? Let me know what I did good, what I need to improve upon. And I, I'm a firm believer in you have to know what you're doing wrong before you know what you're doing right. Because what you're doing right, you're going to do. That's the that's the status quo for you. It's easy for you, but what you're doing wrong is most important because you have to know how to fix it. You have to know how to make the adjustments. So again, I'm very especially in that lock, you know, that environment, locker room, a lot of testosterone going on, you know, that type of thing. So those people will ask me, would ask me the feedback, and I'd start off and I go, well, "This sucked, this sucked, this sucked. That was terrible, so bad." And they, you know, deer in the headlights. Like, Oh, this guy's an asshole, you know. And but I always tell people, I say, no, I'll always give feedback if it's if it's asked for. But the key is to keep your ears open after I tell you the bad stuff, because I'll always tell you how to fix it after the fact. And I ran into that problem a lot where people would. would Label me a bully, and th- us, you know, bullies and things like that, because we would tell them what was bad, and they would immediately just ear not hear anything else we had to say, because they took it so so personal. They really weren't willing to to accept the feedback. They didn't want the feedback. They didn't want the right answer. They just wanted to be humored and, and, and kind of have their ego stroke. Oh, you're great. Oh, you know it. You know everything. And for me, coming up in wrestling, that never helped me at all. It was when the old timers would say, "You're terrible at this," <laughs> but <laughs> this is how you get better. This is what you should do instead. And I always, I always appreciated that. And and I, you know, and it's I never say anything out of a a malicious manner or anything like that to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just very matter of fact. And I found, you know, over the years, a lot of the best advice I've gotten was from people that maybe their their delivery wasn't what I preferred wasn't the way I wanted to hear the message. But the message itself was, damn, I really needed to hear that because I didn't know that or I didn't realize that applied to me. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for people not to worry so much about who's giving you the the nuggets of information that you need. It's the nugget itself that's worth more than who it's coming from. And you have to be open minded and willing to, you know, to accept those answers from a from a source that maybe you don't really care for. If it's if it's right, it's right. If it's legit, it's legit. Doesn't matter if I'm saying it, you're saying it, or the homeless guy in front of QT saying doesn't matter The the facts are facts. Um, And if you really truly want to win, if you really truly want to succeed in life, you have to be open minded to, to take those valuable bits of information from wherever you can get them.
0: Yep. I love that. I love that. And and I think um it's hard. It can be hard sometimes, Dom, right? Like hearing some stuff and you're immediately depending upon previous experiences in your life, you could have like an immediate like defense mechanism come up, yeah. right? Where you're like, well, f off, I'm not listening to you, whatever, yeah. I'm done. And that's the part, like that's the the section that really might need the most work.
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's like going to a therapist and they give you the why treatment. Well, why? Well, why? They're, you know they don't accept these closed ant- these, these these closed ant- It's open ended questions. Well, why? Same thing. If if I say something to you and it strikes a chord and it gets you all emotional, well, why? Because <laughs> ch- chances are pro- part of it's probably true, if not all of it. And yep. you got do that self analyzation at that point.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And that's where the growth happens. Yeah, the growth doesn't happen when it's freaking easy. The growth happens. When you're challenged and I'm not saying like, it's it's hard and you're gonna be in the corner crying or you know, you're gonna be sweating or like break a limb because you're doing the physical, like there's so many different things. Your heart is just maybe acceptance of like, wow, okay, I really did need to hear that. And that sucks and it hurts, but what can I do about it? Now let's move.
1: Yeah, you, you have to be, again, I always tell people that too. If you want to do anything at a high level, you better be ready to lose. You better be ready to hurt. You better be ready to sacrifice. You better be ready for things not to go smoothly because that is the only way people get to that level. And it's a tried and true formula. It, it happens in every field. The, the people at the top, it's never a smooth ride.
0: Nope. And that top isn't just wrestling is what you're referring to. It is anything. any Anyone that is at the top of their game I love that you said the word sacrifice, like, what are they sacrificing? What are they, you know, striving for? And hurt is different in every area for every person. And when you accept that, embrace the struggle and move forward. Yeah.
1: It's a very liberating experience when you can really keep yourself open to that. And when it actually happens, it's like, whoa, that's what they were talking about.
0: (laughs) You're like, okay, now, now I get it. Now it's fun and easier. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Until the next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get kicked in the teeth again. And here we are. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dom, I so appreciate all the knowledge um, and wisdom that you dropped today at oh, thank all you. of 41 years old. I've got you beat. I'm 42. For the moment. Nah. So I've got you beat and probably gray hairs too. We have the advantage
1: of not looking our age. So there we go. We exactly. went exactly. <laughs> and we were
0: born in the eighties. Like anyone born the in the eighties is amazing. as, yeah, far I'm as concerned. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I love the eighties. Okay. Well, before we sign off, Dom, tell my listeners how they can follow you, follow along with you, get to know you more. If you'd share that, that'd be great. Sure. Um So I'm most active on Instagram and you can just search people by name, Dom Vitali. Love
1: to interact with people on there. So if anyone has any questions after today and they want to reach out, please feel free to do some. I love interacting with, with everybody and anybody and helping uh, any way I can. Um, if you want to, get, you know, to know a little bit more about me, you can go to domvitale.com. Um, if, you, if you're interested in maybe doing the, the coaching group with us and joining us non-wrestling folk, on our our quest to greatness. Um, You can find some information on there or just message me directly as well. Um, And as you mentioned at the top of the show, um, I do have a podcast myself release episodes every Monday. It's called the knucklehead podcast because we all know I've been a knucklehead every now and then. And some of us, you know, that's an old habit to break, you know, it's a personal development podcast that just kind of give people some real life advice. I will, let me put the disclaimer out there. It's a little bit explicit. I throw the F word out a lot, but I, I do it for effect. I, I just speak from the heart, and I get very emotional and very involved when I speak um, on these on these episodes. And it's just me. Sometimes I have guests and things like that, but it's mostly just monologue by me. Where I get really fired up about stuff, but it, it comes from a good place. So just be, you know, it's it's a harsh message. But it's it's hard truth. It's reality, right in your face. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if you want to check it out, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You can pretty much find it anywhere. Um, it's, there's a link to my website as well on there. So uh, yeah, again, thanks for having me, Shelly. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, again, I just really appreciate you sharing your time with us today, and um, I can't wait to continue this conversation again, and hopefully see you around the valley. So, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Dom, and all of our listeners. Um, really appreciate all of you staying with us today. What an amazing episode! And how about this, right? The business of being healthy, and I have a pro wrestler on and a. Like this is just so cool because we can learn from each other. And that's what we're going to do here on the Business of Being Healthy podcast. You are going to get tips and tricks and expertise on how to level up in every area of your life when it comes to your business and health. So make sure that you join me twice a week here um, on whichever podcast app that you use. You will find the Business of Being Healthy. For now, goodbye.